listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. All right, calm down, relax, start breathing. Fuck that shit. You just caught this bitch cheating. While you were at work, she was some dude trying to get off. Fuck slitting her throat. Cut this bitch's head off. Wait, what if there's an explanation for this shit? What? She tripped, fell, landed on his dick? All right, Shady, maybe he's right, Grady. But think about the baby before you get all crazy. Okay, thought about it. Still want to stab her? Grab her by the throat, get her daughter and kidnap her? That's what I did. Be smart. Don't be a retard. You gonna take advice from somebody who slapped D. Barnes? What you say? What's wrong? Didn't think I remember? I'ma kill you, motherfucker. Uh-uh. Temper, temper. Mr. Dre, Mr. N.W.A., Mr. A.K. coming straight out of Compton. Y'all better make way. How in the fuck you gonna tell this man not to be violent? Cause he don't need to go down the same route that I went. Been there. Done that. Oh, fuck it. What's, what am I saying? Shoot them both, Grady. Where's your gun at? Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And a lot of his music did not age well uh eminem mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot of i mean the me too era i don't know if eminem would have made it you know what i mean mm-hmm. although ironically he's still one of the most popular rappers like white people love that dude he sells oh, yeah. uh like he, he always sells well it's just just so it's so weird because i feel like black people were always kind of like he dope but you know he crazy it's that crazy white boy mm-hmm and uh at some point we were like all right that's enough of him you know and but white people still fuck with that dude man anyway yep because he white i mean he could he he could rap too i'm not gonna just shit on him like a lot of people no 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 no. and and Uh, that wasn't to to shit or anything yeah yeah but but a lot of them fuck with him only because he's white oh maybe yeah maybe i mean i think he's dope but white people just don't you know white people not like us they didn't just like move on to the next thing of like oh this is what's cool in hip-hop now They're, they're they're still like firmly in his camp you know what i mean yeah you have to respect uh his work and what he does you know and, and, and when i said that that's not shit on his work yeah. at all like you say with the age and the internet and how everything moves so fast his music don't like it like a lot yeah. of his music i can't even go back and listen to yeah yeah i, I feel you I, I i mean it is what it is mm-hmm. i i know i can't really go back and i want to because i really liked his music back then and back in the day and i know it's you know not woke to say that but i don't really right I did too. i'm not gonna lie to y'all like most people do and, mm-hmm. and <laughs> i love a lot of problematic shit some of yeah. it some of it i go okay it didn't age well some of it i know it didn't age well but uh, you know what i'm not woke it woke 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 how out that woke i still fuck with some very problematic shit yeah i just also think that it's it's kind of the hip thing to kind of lie like uh, it, this was never popular somehow i lived through this era where this guy was the number one rapper and number one setting gold and platinum and no one liked him and i didn't like him and uh, we all thought he was white whack but that's not the truth i i fucked with eminem heavy like me too played I, it on I still, rotation all the time i still think that dude was a a genius at at like lyrics and shit um like he used to have so many lines and bars and then he would mix it in his battle rapping style with like pop culture shit and kind of trick people that weren't really into battle rap and weren't really into lyricism into being a fan of his Mm -hmm. um but i mean obviously he was seen as an interloper by a lot of people if he wasn't co-signed by dre he obviously probably never would have made it but um he was seen as this interloper by so many people that i feel like it was an erosion of goodwill towards him like eventually it was just gonna always come to the point where people were like we black you're white shut the fuck up white boy get out of hip-hop you know um but yeah anyway i fucked with his music heavy and i thought a lot of people um 
you know and i and i mean and the thing is it wasn't some revisionism people mm-hmm. thought he was problematic from jump right so this wasn't a thing where i was like i didn't know it was problematic and i was listening no 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 i knew i knew it, but but uh, but but he didn't like to me it's like i don't separate him from nwa i don't separate him from you know black rappers that were problematic they told me selling drugs was how i should get out the hood or killing somebody for being in a disagreement with me was okay or right. made songs that were like pro-rape and, and and homophobic and all of that shit like all of that was in hip-hop and it wasn't just him doing it no it was not people just treated it differently when he did it and i don't mean that in in a negative or good way some people treated it good i.e white people that would have a problem with any other rapper being too violent but was okay with him correct and then same thing with black people that didn't have a problem with violence in their music but then when he did it they had a problem so you know it was, it was a complicated a uh, big story but he was popular as fuck and you're right his shit doesn't age well but i would hazard to guess a lot of that shit doesn't age well for a lot of those rappers right but his is just the most like noteworthy because he was white and he couldn't really rap about being a gangster that sold drugs and shit so so his shit was it hasn't aged well in a way that was even outside of the um community norms at the time so because if you think about it i mean should selling drugs killing people raping people being violent towards each other um you know uh you know obviously rampant uh capitalism and and uh, materialism should that have aged well quote unquote it shouldn't really but everyone was doing it so it did eminem was even outside of that box so it's like oh his shit really didn't age well right right and the thing is i i give props to props due you know because i know a lot of people get into that you know hip-hop is some black people shit mm-hmm. nah you know hip-hop crosses ask people over there in japan and china that did fuck the wu-tang clan and all that mm-hmm. shit so it crosses genre and cultures it's gonna inspire people right that's not that's not black and you know that's i think that's just white people i mean that's just black people trying to be like white people in a lot of ways with right. those, like because we use our history of being uh of having like colonialism like destroy and hurt uh, our society and turn it into like this weird protectionism of like nobody outside of black people should be doing what we do or imitating our art or being inspired by our art and i think that's so short-sighted and i don't think that's a representative i don't think that's a large representative uh portion of black people that's a very small very vocal part of black people that is like you know fuck bruno mars and you know it's like whatever they're entitled to their opinions but nobody really listening to them like they get attention when people bring them up and go hey man i don't really agree with what you're saying that's the only time they get attention right and and also the the thing is for a lot of people in particularly the music industry everybody's influenced by everybody's music so yeah. I, so when people get this is ours once you put something out in the world it's the world's and that's something that a lot of people don't understand like once yeah. you put it out there you can't get it back right and also once different people from different cultures get a hold of something it evolves it changes it grows it morphs it, it becomes better sometimes and and i'm okay with that but i do understand some people like somebody said they have this fear of losing the culture but the, but the, but the thing is um when it comes to loss of culture the, the a lot of our music was based off of loss of culture so you know it's one of those things where uh it's sad but that's just the evolution of it i don't think you lose culture by spreading that's just not my personal belief you know i know some people believe the opposite but that's that's not i don't think culture lose i don't think you lose it 
because other people have heard of it i think it's always evolving and changing and it's never what it's gonna be years from now you know like there's slang words that meant something of 20 years ago that people just don't use anymore there's it's like a to me culture is like throwing a, a a stone in the middle of a pond and then it sends out waves and the waves affect things and um anyone in the pond is going to be affected by it and so a lot of people's whole thing is like let's get everyone out of the pond it's not us but the world is this big ass pond you don't get to choose and we definitely and the thing for me that is just i've never really been into the cultural appropriation like arguments and stuff for the most part i get that there's some shit that's ridiculous like right. n- like nigger fish and stuff but correct but like for the most part i stay out of that stuff because i know that black people absorb other cultures mm-hmm. and we use it for our own work and and we're inspired by it and we don't expect anyone to have a problem with it right and we also don't really call each other out for that shit we just have an understanding and yet when some other culture does it we like to like come down and be like you got that from black people which black people the ones in africa the black people in america like black people from the islands like it's a lot of different stuff mashing and hitting each other everyone wants to make these really stringent strict rules and uh they don't really apply because human beings are messy and not we're nebulous things we're not strict rules that that just navigate and flow one way to the other it's not always simple you know the way that i've never heard a black person have a problem with wu-tang clan adopting chinese culture and asian culture and going over to different uh places and performing and then inspiring those kids with hip-hop and stuff i've never had not once in my life have i ever met a black person that had a problem with them i actually haven't ever met an asian person that had a problem with them Mm-mm. so so and not that they don't exist right. but just i like it's not the backlash is not the same yet i've met black people that had a problem with like bruno mars or heard black people that had a problem with them and it's like you know that that's weird to me that you can make that separation in your mind where it's offensive one way but not the other so correct you know that's so that's why i try to stay out of it because i think a lot of people are so um so wow with it you know what i mean because i would because if the way i grew up i would tell you that while kung fu may not be uh kung fu movies kung like literally self-defense it might not be some black shit as far as like we invented this and we did right. as far as like the um the techniques in the schools that i you know I, I learned taekwondo when i was a kid that's it's not african taekwondo it's just taekwondo but that was very much a part of my childhood you know those movies that uh learning the physical art all that stuff was part of my culture uh, as far as the things i learned about but is it my culture is it mine did we invent that no you know and i think if we extend extend that empathy and understanding towards other cultures we wouldn't you know and i think there's just certain people that don't participate in that and so those are the people that i just try not to listen to when it comes to these things because i'm like that's not the real experience i had i had experience where me and my friend mark uh played basketball together and he was he was korean and i was oh he was vietnamese and i was black and we also watched the last dragon and fucking did kung fu together and there was never this moment of like you know i could not picture like 20 years from now somebody me turning to him and being like it was fucked up that you liked wu-tang clan man and hip-hop and all this shit you don't need to be rapping like that it's like these people haven't met anyone right all right 
anyway it's the feedback show we got that got deep for no reason <laughs> you can find us on itunes stitcher search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews appreciate everybody it takes the time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport what about and bullet ball extreme and today's show is for people who left us feedback there are many ways to leave us feedback if this is your first time listening to one of these shows um you can find us uh by leaving you can leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher we love those we read them on the show we will read some today we got plenty of them thank you so much thank you y'all are y'all doing this energy for 2019 listen y'all it's so good it's so beautiful it's keeping me positive but also like it 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 just kind of it reminds me like staying positive is being rewarded by positivity and y'all are surrounding us with so much positivity it's it's so dope to log in every saturday and be like yo people left five star reviews i know there's a lot of podcasts out there they don't ever get no reviews you know like we ain't the only people that want reviews right and i know there's people that go without so thank you for taking a few minutes out of your time to do that because mm-hmm. it matters to us um you can also go to the black guy who tips.com leave us comments on each episode we read the comments and uh we also have polls on each episode you can vote in the polls you can leave comments there finally um well also you can email us the black guy who tips at gmail.com and finally you can leave us voicemails as long as they're two minutes or less 704-557-0186 leave us voicemails we'll uh we'll play them on the show as long as they're you know appropriate in two minutes or less um and uh that's it so let's get into the people that oh i forgot one more thing you can do you can give us money now this isn't like premium like you can go premium which i i do suggest you do if you can Mm -hmm. afford it um our premium is 15 dollars a month or it's 150 a year which comes down to like 12 dollars a month or something we work hard there's nobody putting out premium content more than us period um especially for you know a group of two people essentially <laughs> come on um, a two-man network but there's a lot of stuff on the premium network um and it does have an rss feed you can upload to your phone with this password protected i passed the i tried to try change the password every few months but you know uh some people slip through but the point being um you can go to the black slash premium and sign up there and become a premium member and we are always putting something out balls d sports our sports podcast where i was saying dale demps was getting fired weeks ago and i was right um it should be called we be knowing um also (laughs) we have the nerd off which is a, a for those who like nerd shows who like to hear uh stuff about you know comic books video games stuff of that nature we do a show for that we also have a movie review show called spoiled movie reviews that you know we have we have the free free version but we also have the paid version which is up to date uh the last one we just did was battle angel uh lita battle angel um Mm -hmm. before that lego movie too so you want to hear our thoughts on movies trailers things of that nature you can hear it there uh live smacking good we talk about food food culture uh karen normally does an interview we talk about you know sometimes you guys look on instagram or facebook and you go whoa whoa what's this where'd you eat this at we talk about those meals where we mm-hmm. ate it at what we ordered the places we like to go in charlotte or or other places um it's a it's a real fun um uh show and we talk about food news and all that stuff and uh i really cannot recommend that show enough to you guys um and then um medium talk i put a couple on our feed uh i try to put something on there every once in a while for you guys to hear like an example 
of what it sounds like our premium stuff because we think it's pretty quality and yes sir we work hard on it so medium talk is an interview show um so all that stuff um is out there and there's also a show called pregame i didn't talk about it's just me and justin and sometimes karen or whoever the guest is talking about just the, the our week and things we go through and tv and stuff that we're watching and uh that's another really fun show so com slash premium is where you can find all that stuff you can also just give us money as i said this is different than premium we give people a shout out to give us money the com on the right hand side of the front page of the website there's a donate button like you can donate one time recurring whatever it is any amount we will shout you out uh with our church announcement so thank you so much i dedicate this song recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. New day. New cachet. <laughs> Dia H, thank you so much for your donation. June, our girl June in Harlem, appreciate you. Hey, Harlem on the rise. Brian S is a brand new donator hey, to the show. Baby. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you. Um Virginia G, thank you so much. Dana W, thank you, Dana. Our girl Ray Sonny, who is a now a writer on a Black Lady Sketch Show, uh, because we look, we know how to pick them. Okay, Come you know on. what I'm saying? Black I mean, is real. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking all the credit. Obviously, she's brilliant and whatnot, but I'm just saying. Samuel H J, thank you so much. Tanya S, appreciate you. Our boy Wonga from Down Under, appreciate mm-hmm. you, homie. Tiffany B, Shirley Hwang Esquire, please say the Esquire. Lisa D, thank you so much. Jane M, we appreciate you as well, Jane. Kelly C, thank you so much, Kelly. Ashia B, thank you, Ashia. Lindsay B, who is a brand new recurring donator, thank you, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you, okay? You didn't have to do that, but you did. Design T, thank you very much, Design. Uh, Jeff F, thank you very much, Jeff palmetto stone magic appreciate you that sounds like a little city in the middle of nowhere right alfonso m thank you celeste m no relation my brother rodney m also well that is a relation to me okay <laughs> to so that's, that's an actual relation uh joy m a lot of m's in a row thank you uh david c thank you very much david autumn w thank you autumn uh we also got damian jackson Ooh, i am for real thank you kyle k uh not to be confused with kyle kuzma uh damian r thank you very much damian you are brand new go to the new members class we appreciate you damian conrad gonna be busy yeah conrad got like several new members i guess it is tax return season so come on people out here looking out for us and we appreciate it mm-hmm. play me out Sure, we'll hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. Smile for me. Can you just smile for me? Whatever you're in right now. Smile for me. Can you just smile? For me <laughs> And the people say Oh, oh, oh
all right all right let's get into these five star reviews you guys left us we are so appreciative of them mm-hmm. my favorite podcast by shock to your system five stars obviously or i wouldn't be reading it i've been listening to the blackout test for a little over four years now and now that i finally got an iphone i can sit back and judge all y'all who haven't left a review <laughs> judge on shaking my head looking at y'all just shameful anyway rod and karen are the best and always look forward to hearing from them yes join the judgment circle mm-hmm. fold your arms and judge now awesomeness five stars by tay cross who says podcast is full of something of everything and still and well entertaining thank you thank you we are full of something of everything you know i i, I think that's an accurate description mm-hmm. late to the party says sitting in the back uh <laughs> <laughs> took a minute to give you five stars you deserve i might not have gotten my invite to the cookout but can a brother get a plate i don't think no black people getting invited y'all i hate to say this but the tide has turned i mean who are the non-problematic black people left right i don't know was this done to all white party what's happening here i think it did i think white people are the only <laughs> one that got the bar low enough to come in <laughs> dear <laughs> dear everybody gonna be on time and lit Mm-hmm. and no good food dear rod and karen the real sorceress says keep up the great work love you guys thank, thank you. you they ain't gotta be long y'all we just need them five stars and some words the bar is high five stars by jersey girl underscore 1999 who says the blackout tips is the first podcast i listened to and now it's stand- the standard by which i judge other podcasts good chemistry insightful oh uh, thank you yes i don't mind being the standard okay um uh step your game up other podcasts come on cinco estrellas five stars by big daddy 209 now i don't speak a lot of spanish but i believe that means five stars so we will take it okay we can be a bilingual podcast come on uh i am 57 year old guy in cali who came by your podcast about two months now via jl covan tweet i'm thoroughly entertained thanks buddy shout out to jl between the humor and the topics you two guys are thoughtful and passionate insights not sure how i didn't know about this sooner because we black this podcast has moved up mm-hmm. with my top three must listens keep up your great work hey i'm glad we make it up there yeah that's the thing about black podcasts. we we know we are we are well known kind of among groups and even among the groups everybody don't know everybody but a lot of times when it comes to podcasting we ain't the number one thing pushed in your face most of the time especially if you go mainstream yeah if we was white we'd be it'd be different probably come on but it's all good uh i don't want to trade Mm-mm. I, love, I love i love being black that's yes i love being black underrated never duplicated uh i got five on it ow five stars by nicole j3 who says i've been listening to this podcast for a couple of years and it's about time i put five on it yeah that's what's so funny right it's like you can listen to a show for years clearly we doing something right and <laughs> to you keep like you around this long but it never causes people mind to be like this is a five-star podcast i should definitely give them they five stars they deserve it i've I, i've not stopped listening there's so you many ain't things broke up with us yet there's so many things that people like cut off like right right people can't watch a tv show for a year or two people can't you know a couple seasons of 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 uh uh you know a couple years of a comic book um a bunch of stuff that people just go i can't do this you know <laughs> and and people stick with us and then they forget like oh yeah i should probably give them that five star so thank mm-hmm. you for taking the time out to do that thank you 
uh this is the only podcast that i never take a break from i get news comedy and tv show reviews from two people who are objective considerate and funny rod and karen help me through my work day thank you thank you and i would just say for the record i don't know that i'm a objective i feel like i am biased but i just try to be honest uh where i can see my biases because you know what i mean like i just i think everybody's a little bit biased you know what i mean i, I don't want to say i'm complete like objective really because I, I i know that that entails a lot of different stuff but you know i'm biased and i try to be at least self um what do you call it? self aware i try to be self-aware of like okay i'm only fucking with this because it's black and uh or i don't like this shit because whatever reason you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, i think a lot of people just try to present their opinions as facts and that's just the end of it like i feel this way and it's gonna always be this way and now i can't admit anything is different than what i just said and i don't know i just never like that nope because you don't grow and evolve as a person we also got two new reviews on the blackout to explore movie reviews which we encourage y'all to leave reviews for as well it's our movie Yay. uh review podcast we update it once a month with a bunch of new episodes and we'll see when it gets close to being current because i can't get enough allegra a says you listen to the blackout tips you should be listening to the spoiler movie reviews if you don't listen to the blackout tips what is like what is it like in your world wait i don't want to know it might involve food that has salt and pepper to taste or something change your <laughs> life and subscribe thank you allegra thank you speaking of which allegra and mariano will be guests tomorrow on the show um Woo-hoo! so hopefully you guys are looking forward to that we had a great time with them last time mm-hmm. i had to put five on it by b williker one who says rod and karen will give you an honest opinion with a black voice so if that's what you're looking for that is the review pod, pod this is the review podcast for you love from detroit by the way of flint michigan shout out to the 18 shout out to the 18 shout out to the 18 810 um yeah and uh that's the other thing like uh i feel like for me anyway the reason i think i would take this time out to promote our spoiled movie reviews the reason i think our spoiled movie review podcast is different from most other podcasts whatever race creed color people are it's because it's mostly positive now i'm not saying that we like bullshit you if we don't like something you're gonna know we didn't like it yeah it's a few in there that we, yeah we had high expectations and turned around and go oh, this was some bullshit yeah but i try like we both try to be considerate of opinions outside of ours um and that people have genuine like beliefs and shit we don't make our podcast like one of the things for me personally i try not to listen to anybody else's movie review podcast before i see a movie same um because i've noticed that the podcast i listen to where they listen and 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 like kind of get into the movie like discussions and debates back and forth they spend a lot of time in their reviews going back and forth towards people that i'm not tuning in to listen to and those people aren't there no so now you spend the whole time being like no nah, it's stupid when people say this and that hey man that guy's not here just tell me your opinion i want to know what you liked about it the other thing that I really it really bothers me is a big pet peeve of mine people that do reviews and they slam a movie or they overly praise a movie or whatever and then the score at the end does not fucking match up to what they said yeah match the tone where it's just like you know this movie was shitty it was this and everything was wrong with it and these are the flaws in the movie and this is why it's not uh good blah 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 and then at the end they're like three out of five and you're like what what you just you just shitted on this movie for two hours what are you doing right it should have got no stars the way you were sounding yeah and then the last pet peeve of mine this is a big one i don't like reviews that just turn into and and this is a lot of people's thing so this is not to say other people can't like this but i don't like it 
where it's just a power on session and everyone's trying to get off the next best like gripe or joke and make each other laugh that's that's cool but then once it turns into a snark session i don't really need there to be a movie for you to do that you could have just done that with anything you know so uh sometimes it's, it's kind of disappointing you listen to a review and you're hoping to get some like actual you know like a fair-minded kind of criticism of what's good or bad about the film and vice versa and instead it's just joke after joke i think it really started with uh back in the day i don't know if y'all remember um i forget the name of this thing it was like a youtube series where they would take like a movie and then tell you everything that was wrong with the movie mm. i forgot the name of it i'm sure you guys it's very it was very popular it probably still is but I probably see this i don't i know what you're talking about yeah. i've heard it before but i don't remember the name because now there's a lot of them that do it it's mm-hmm. like it used to just be one but now everybody is like doing this and i think a lot of people kind of turn their reviews into that mm-hmm it's just oh and then the cgi here wasn't perfect and i mean how long does it take to get back to gotham and shit like that where you're like oh this is turning into like a snark fest it's not really a review anymore and i never wanted to make our show that so our reviews are more for people that like saw the movie didn't didn't see the movie i don't care about spoilers because we spoiled the movie but we also talk about like what we like what we don't like and stuff like that like keep it simple somebody said cinema scenes and that's just no nah, that's not the one but that's one, one of, them. of them okay it's just that genre y'all know yeah. what it is now it's a whole genre mm-hmm. all right um uh, we got one five star review on stitcher um yo this show is what we need we is in quotes first off it's by blitz 51 five stars first off this review is a long time coming i've literally been listening to y'all since day one wow you've been around a long time dog. wow that's like 10 years this is more than a podcast this is a movement rod and karen have helped me through two relationships a marriage and divorce and a new marriage a couple of jobs a stint of unemployment and finally a great job not a dream job but it pays the bills i recommend your show to everyone heck i got the ex and the current wife listening to y'all that's what i'm talking about spread the love we done been around baby we done been through a long ass relationship with you like i might not be with you but this podcast always will we sure will they are your country cousins that keep it real i've literally listened to them grow as both individuals and as a couple listening to you both is like having a phone conversation with family back home in the dmv uh he put the m in quote uh in parentheses i look forward to many more years of listening heck i'm gonna throw some money at the paid subscriptions too thank you thank you thank you both for being real down to earth people cure the great work love y'all jamel aka jay the official barbecue pit master of the show well all right i guess we will have a black person now mm-hmm. uh that will be on the barbecue pit so maybe i will show up uh get a plate of something come on you know I mean, the ribs gonna, gonna be, be flames it's gonna be me and these white folks yeah them chicken chicken quarters <laughs> yes uh, i'm here for it i know i won't be allowed here guys i'm just joking mm-hmm. all right let's Cold get they're gonna look at you and they're gonna be like uh is you the one giving out all these invitations you can't come here um all right let's get into the episodes on the website the black podcast episodes the first one from last week was 1838 historical context which is our feedback show which got pretty long because we end up talking about history and a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. um deadly devo says wine and the walking dead with a whole bunch of exclamation points and then sean says i'm here for wine and dead wednesday <laughs> so Eric, I, I briefly mentioned it on the show and people were so excited about it that's what we did we drank wine ate cheese and crackers and salami and 
uh talk walking dead that salami was delicious brianna says hi just wanted to leave a follow-up comment from last week i am black lol yes well thank you brianna thank you uh you know i, I just made the assumption but roger was right it could have been anybody yeah i think i know a white brianna so i'm not you know i just didn't want to assume that's all yes casey cologne miss ct says rod thanks for being here but i'm speaking directly to karen right now hey baby karen yes you brought me to tears i'm not even done listening to the episode but i had to tell you the impact your comments left on me my undergrad was african studies and my graduate thesis is on the black lives matter movement mm. and even while i'm studying i've been so uncomfortable with learning about my history but you are so right i have never seen someone lynch i have never been spat on and the racism i've experienced has been passive at best but my ancestors have my grandmother is still scared to tell me stories about how she grew up and what her life was like my mother had to tell me about her mother's story because she's still ashamed of it sometimes i feel like i can't take another documentary because i can't wake up angry every day but like you said the very least i can do is be willing to learn the truth black people aren't a monolith i get it but i think if there was one truth that would be applicable to the masses it would be that our ancestors just want us to know what happened not everyone feels like they have the ability to protest not everyone can be loud about how they oppose the system because some of us make a living operating in the system that had oppressed us for so long and i don't think our grandparents and great-grandparents would admonish us for not protesting in the streets but i think they would be proud of us for learning about the struggles they had to endure i didn't have time to write in for last week's podcast episodes and sometimes i feel like i just i should just skip the feedback episode because none of my opinions will be shared but listening to this one reminds me one the feedback episodes bring all new material and two there's always a lesson to be learned uh okay rod welcome back to the conversation uh rod and karen thanks for all the commentary for sharing your insights on the documentary and for historical context love you both thank you thank you baby uh i would say one of the things that stuck out to me i know you're just talking to karen but uh i did happen to overhear what you said um uh one of the things that stuck out to me is the idea that they would want us to know and i think that's so important because until you can you really can't understand the attack on our people and our culture until you fathom that so much of history that has like being lost has purposely been lost right they don't want us to know and that was the epiphany for me is they don't want me to know and maybe it's the rebellious side of me or whatever but then it's like well now i want to know why don't you want me to know this shit what is it doing what does me knowing make so dangerous to you now you know what i mean like why are you so scared of black people that know that their own history and it's because in america you can't know your history without knowing how white people in mass have been fucked up come on and they don't want you to know that they've been fucked up they just want to be like civil rights was granted martin luther king gave his life gave dog gave his life for our civil rights he's like a jesus figure and now everything's all good we don't need a voting rights act we don't there's no discrimination anymore you got a black president they and 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 i met black people i've seen and heard black people that to some extent believe it and i'm not angry with them on some like it's your fault but i am angry that 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 they don't challenge themselves to know that that narrative is not true you cannot trust it and there's a reason you can't trust it and and i know that's not their fault because we've all been molded to be that ignorant in that way specifically so we will say shit like well we had a black president it's post-racial we you know and and like i said 
you can knock those people but i'm not trying to knock those black people i'm really i want them to just be like let me be interested in learning about the history of us in this country and beyond because it it, it matters and it affects things today right and to uh piggyback off of what the uh person who wrote in was saying the number one thing about it is that a lot of our family a lot of us a lot of black people have a lot of older family members that are still alive today that are in their 70s 80s 90s some might be over 100 have any of, them, any of y'all ever asked them about their childhood and their history most don't most don't actually sit down and listen to old people i've always been that type of person and not on purpose but i used to just sit around and listen to old people talk and tell their stories i used to sit around and listen to veterans tell their stories about the wars and the things they've been through and you know there's nothing that can bring history to life than to have somebody that actually lived and experienced it and you can look them in their face and you can look them in their eyes and you can see the humanity and you could see how this shit impacted them and affect them in a tear sometimes it rolls out of their eyes when they tell you the injustices that were done to them and that's when it really brings shit to life to me um I know it's a generational thing, but yeah, youth, youth cares nothing about the past. But as you get older, you begin to be more concerned about the past as you get older. Cause you're like, oh shit, it's fucked up. And there's some shit that happened that I should have been concerned about when I was younger that I just didn't give a fuck about because I just thought I was going to live forever. Or I just thought this shit didn't impact me. I just thought my grandmama was crazy or my auntie was crazy or, or, and shit like that when they would, you know, uh, do certain things and say certain things because some racist shit happened to them. And because I was raised in uh the situation you know where it we was always mixed black and white i didn't think twice about it you know and i bought into the system because i didn't nobody put like this roger brought up a good point i just say if you have parents that are like here's the book nigga read it that's one thing but most of us don't have people in our lives or somebody around us that will do that most don't so whatever the school system feeds you that's what you learn and that's what you know so i understand when roger said you get to the point where i don't blame them but i i hope that a lot of people get to the point where they begin to challenge it and 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 push back on why they believe this shit that was force-fed to them yeah it's it's like uh the i don't trust anybody that just tells me what to believe right you know i I think that's bullshit you know i mean there's some moral things i can understand but that's kind of what our school system has been for k through 13 k through 12 or whatever for most people it's very much like uh here's what you should believe and how you should feel about it here's your founding fathers you should be proud there should be a pride about them this is the only facts that are relevant this nigga chopped down a cherry tree and was so honest he told somebody about it you know that kind of shit and everybody learns these lessons and it's all propaganda and there becomes there comes an age where your kid is smart enough to decipher some facts to figure some things out to put them in context somewhere around like late elementary early middle school i think is a good like time to be like all right you heard their way here's some here's some other information and i I can't remember when my mom started i just remember it was early i still remember the books like what color was jesus before the mayflower uh like those are books yeah i've never read and they and uh, we went to like an african-american like uh i forget the uh 
like i was the african it was at like a a cent like a a center or whatever and we went and we listened to these people like tell these stories and then there was these books and it was like get these books on the way out um and they weren't like hotel books or anything which you know you see at flea markets that you know Mm -hmm. but it was just kind of like hey you know uh black people got here before the mayflower uh did you know that and to me it was like what the fuck you know what i mean because i'm like at this age like i'm i want to say i must have been like fourth maybe fifth grade maybe it must have been after i have uh accidentally revealed i was smart and shit so (laughs) accidentally you know it's like you should be reading this shit you know and so i started reading that stuff and you know and it did make me question some things i don't think my mom intended for me to be you know become like an atheist and shit but you know i was like what color was jesus why why is that up for debate you know this person was who he said he is and we have this fucking book telling us what to believe why is there two different colors three different four different five different colors of this dude depending on who you are what does it say about us as human beings that we would make him our color because we need him to be our color um anyway so i it was stuff like that that got me kind of started on like well let me read about this stuff like let me read more than just the one paragraph on harriet tubman that they put in the book you know um and so anyway all that stuff to say like there has to come a time where there has to be some intervention because if not i've i also know black people and this is not like i said please don't take this as a diss because it's not but i also know black people that just read the textbook and that was it that that was i mean i know my whole life and 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 i don't judge people for that i don't look down on them for that i don't come at their neck i never do the like listen brothers we need to learn and educate like i don't do that shit because i really feel like it's a drag it doesn't work Mm -mm. it makes people get um defensive if they start thinking you think they're stupid and shit but at the same time i do want to have conversations with them and be like but did you know this you know what i mean like i see why you look at it this way but let me tell you why that's some bullshit you know if we happen to get in those conversations i talk to these young dudes when i play ball at the wild saturdays it's younger uh dudes and we talked about you know uh voting and politics sometimes on the sideline and one of them was like i've never voted before it was a young black man um and i said well what kind of things do you care about and he starts talking about like certain issues and he's like yeah nah i don't think there's anything wrong with people using whatever bathroom they want if they're trans like what's why do i care i say okay well that's a political issue mm-hmm. i said so your vote especially in our state can actually make a difference on that i said even if you're not voting for yourself i said do you care about you know um police being able to videotape our deaths but then hide the tape you know i said because that's on the ballot that was on the ballot you know and so you could be killed by the cops and they could say we don't have to show this video to the public we think we we're, we're gonna just keep it that is literally a law in north carolina right now yes it is i said all this stuff is happening around you and your lack of participation in it isn't stopping it now your participation in opposing it may stop it i'm not saying it will but it may stop it i said you'll at least be aware and i never guilt tripped him i never was like mm-hmm. you you're not doing enough or you know you don't care and you should be ashamed of yourself i didn't even do that it was just straight up like if you're interested in this these things are happening right now and you could you can have an effect on it 
Correct. and and i think that's kind of how i approach all this shit anyway you know it's like that's what was so funny when we had that whole thing about voting and you know people were trying to act like we were guilting folks and the no i'm only talking to a specific set of ignorant people right. who, who knew who have the facts who do know better and still encourage people not to be involved those people can always forever for the rest of my life suck my dick and i will never feel bad about that Mm-mm. um like i understand i have empathy for the fact that you're scarred just like i'm scarred but i've been Correct. through this shit too i'm black in america as well um you don't get to do that and then turn around and try to make people feel bad for wanting folks to vote that that's bullshit and uh especially the motherfuckers that talk that shit and then go out to the polls and vote themselves oh so you just posturing for people online you're you're a piece of shit you're you're that that's horrible uh and the same way a white person did it i wouldn't like it uh you being black gives you no protection in my mind for me to be like oh no you're a cool person no 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 you're you're a piece of shit um and and you and you should know better and you should not be telling people that shit so anyway um but for the most part like i said it's not about guilting people it's not about Mm -hmm. that making people feel bad because we literally have been robbed of our history in so many ways and it's a and it's a heist that a lot of people are in on so you have to like you know so it's important to know these things is all i'm saying yeah and it is a heist that everybody's you know knowingly and unknowingly you know because a lot of white people are in the heist uh knowingly and unknowingly themselves but a lot of black people are in the heist because like the person was uh, writing was saying afraid ashamed don't want right. to tell well then you're actually in the heist indirectly because you're actually got this knowledge and this wisdom that you're not sharing that's what they do to you it's like it's like being a victim of sexual assault there's a shame you shouldn't have to carry Mm-mm. but yet that we know the real impact from history and from years the shame attaches itself to the survivor as uh, more so than the people who fucking did it correct and so now we have our grandparents and these resources that don't want to tell us about how they went to school and integrated and and the struggles they witnessed and the things that they went through because they have internalized it somehow being their fault and i think one of the beautiful things i love about this generation of young black people and especially via social media is that it has made whether you like it or not the the myopic scope of social media has encouraged people to have a type of self-confidence and um affirm it like a f- affirmation that has made everyone's story in- important to them and Correct. to other people and i wish the generations before us could have had that just because there's stories that are going to die with them right that they can never tell people because they felt ashamed and alone and they felt that you know i if i tell my kid this i'm good they're going to inherit a lesser than attitude of well they wouldn't serve me at the counter oh wow so if they wouldn't serve you at the counter then i guess you was just like that that's part of my story too now and i'm not as good and i and that's 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 sad but that's the trick of white supremacy that that even happened to people right like you said and and the thing is everybody ends up getting into it whether they want to or not and i know for me that that shame part is real because i think for me once i started looking at it differently and viewing it differently and started um consuming more of my history i did feel a lot of shame i felt a lot of sometimes anger sometimes sadness because i you know it's one of those things where i wish i would have known but what i realized you know when the time is right for you because you know what uh, for some people in in their twenties, they can consume it and keep it going. 
everybody's personality is different and everybody can um consume things at different points in their lives and whenever you're ready to take that step that's when the time is right for you it, you're never too late you know because i was like well i'm i'm older i was like and that's another reason why i pushed back very hard because i was older i don't need to learn it yeah 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 but i realized oh it's a lot of shit i did that i just didn't fucking know i just did not know and then i began to be mad and upset and then you know you begin to and some people actually get mad at people around that actually kept this away from them mm. whatever's like y'all could have just fucking told me like what like mm. like why didn't y'all inform me and y'all kept me out here fucking being ignorant no sometimes they don't know correct and 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 and, and 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 that's where you have to get to the point with that compassion and that understanding and that uh uh empathy and sympathy to the system that they're yeah in. we've only had like 40 60 years at best of quote-unquote freedom and that's it and that's being extremely generous for black people in america so uh, you know that's asking a lot of people to go through that trauma and be healed and educate their children and have them understand their role in things it's, it's a lot it's a lot like i said i have empathy for everybody involved it's not but you know and i understand the way that the patterns create and how people respond to it but you know that being said you know we do a huge disservice by allowing ourselves to either feel or propagate shame attached to something that we did nothing wrong right and and once i understood that and it takes a while to understand that because when it comes to it you always hear sad and nobody knows the trouble i've seen and, and crying and depression when in reality this is not something I started, and this is not something I can end. Yeah. And once you understand that, to me, it it takes the burden off of you. Well, you go, well, then I should be able to consume this without the weight of being responsible for the shit. Yeah, it's more sad for these motherfuckers to have benefited from it and think nothing's wrong with it or to be deluded into thinking their ancestors was good slave owners and shit. To me, there's there's a there's a sadness of the fact that they live a lie and there's no reality attached to them that uh I refuse to contribute to. Fuck that. Come on. Fuck your ancestors. It's like I told my boy, uh this white dude I was friends with is that uh he was telling me about his granddad and his granddad was like uh racist and shit and he didn't it's like yeah i had a black girlfriend i brought home and no i i came home for thanksgiving and someone told him i had a black girlfriend i don't know it was a joke or something and he got mad and locked himself in the bathroom and this was like when i had white friends so probably about five six years ago or something i don't know however long ago that was and uh i you know they were tell he was telling the story at the table like like it was like a funny story and so he like like was like hi you know i'm a funny person so he was like thinking i was gonna laugh and i was like yeah that that's terrible and he's like mm-hmm. nah man it was like you know he's racist but he old man and i was like yeah i don't care you know who else is old my grandma you know what i mean <laughs> like what the fuck like <laughs> you know like there's, there's nothing cute about this story to me and you know i remember not too long after that his grandfather died you know and everybody was like you know oh man you okay dog he's like because you know he was sad that his grandfather died and i was like i ain't got nothing for you and you know he's he's like well you you know it's you know i said i understand that's the dude that you got fond memories of but you told me this dude was a fucking racist last like two years ago or whatever like what you want me to i'm not mourning him i you know like it's it's sad that you feel sad but that's about all i got for you because to me that's the enemy 
you know and it's like i can't humanize that dude enough it's it's impossible for me to be able to see through that shit so you know um that was like a personal experience i had to have with that shit where it's like i i I, you're not gonna see no tears or hugs or any of this shit coming from me man because the and the other thing was that he had kind of defended like this dude because he old and shit i said man dog that's just he just racist i don't like what you want me to do right because you're not tricking me into feeling bad about this shit you know so yeah it's just it's just crazy like but that's because you know i think a lot of black people would have gone along to get along right there and been like well it's sad that is his granddad i mean he might have been racist but he was old and i mean he probably took this nigga skin or some shit so it's cool but it's not cool with me you know like fuck his racist granddad the end right because because it's deeper than that it's like motherfucking people like that is why folks have to fucking fight to be free what the fuck we talking about here right i'm like he old now and he dead so me saying fuck him ain't gonna change nothing for for you or me like i don't care like i you know and it wasn't disrespectful like i didn't walk up to Mm -hmm. him be like fuck your granddad but it was just like i don't have it in me to fake that type of whatever for you so you can feel comfortable it's not no i know too much your guy dad could have put water hoses and rock wallers on people he could have spit in somebody's food he could have fucking not chose not to serve somebody at a county he could have made somebody sit in the back of the bus he could have uh moved out when there were black neighbors like there's nothing adorable about pop pop for me dog so we gotta just we just gonna have to agree to disagree on your fucking granddaddy and that's fine like like i said it's not about being the wokest or the most militant it's just your grandfather's legacy means something totally different to me correct and that's all that's just gonna have, how it's gonna have to be uh the poll was should all the leadership in virginia scandals resign yes no or not if republicans get to take over uh karen mm-hmm. all right karen says no five percent of our audience also says no only five percent says no uh 34% says yes they should resign period yeah they're not going to and then 61% says not if republicans get to take over so you can combine that with the nose yeah so down that's 66% right so <laughs> yeah i think it's if the reality is republicans will be getting the, the uh getting to take a to take over the leadership of that that state you're not going to find a lot of voters black white or not that are going to um give that up which is interesting because it's back to the al franken shit to me when it's somebody on your side and you need that seat of that power it's hard to be moral nobody wants to give up the morality then man but it's like what are your morals if they switch just because it's your fam just because it's your people um yeah and like i said i just mostly feel bad for the voters but you know i would i would probably be in that 61 percent where it's like i think they should resign but to a point you know if i'm being fair you know i would feel worse if republicans got that seat of power um because they resigned and now that state is you know a regressive state that's going to switch to uh probably you know all the shit that happened in north carolina is the other thing too is they only have one term as governor there so Mm. it'll be over sooner or later for ralph Northam, no matter what anyway rj big pimpin says the bird needs both wings to fly 
sean says fairfax should resign first he is the only one at risk of for impeachment then he would be replaced by someone chosen by the governor i would probably go with mammy Locke, uh as she is the uh one of the higher ranking leaders in the senate then the governor can resign letting the selected lieutenant governor take office and place a new person in the government lieutenant governor seat that's what i was thinking it's got to be some, some something like that right mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be some kind of strategy behind it finally the ag should resign and the new governor could then replace the ag get them all out but in a manner that doesn't screw people that voted for them that's what i would love to see in the ideal world i my guess is northam and the ag will not resign regardless of the blackface shit fairfax who i believe at this point just should resign i don't think there's any reason that he should not resign correct um and uh i don't think he will either because at the end of the day these motherfuckers talk a good game but they don't i mean if you get accused of rape twice you would think you would just want to stand down just for the fact that it's a big distraction and keeping or not keeping that office doesn't clear your name it's not like he keeps the office we go well he must not have did it we're just gonna be like he did it and wouldn't take he wouldn't step down uh for those who think he did it and if he doesn't keep the office it's not like we're gonna be like he definitely did it you know what i mean like it like he it i don't know it just seemed like he should let that shit go uh episode 1839 welcome to the cookout michelle rodriguez we had two comments classic r&b lover says hi rod and karen i laughed my ass off when i saw that offset chris brown beef floating across my timeline all i could think was i know offset usually sports long cornrows but does chris brown not realize that he is a man i mean how can a man who is only known for scrapping with women even think to step to someone who would likely whoop that ass with the quickness i mean chris even showed up with a posse when he got into it with drake over rihanna he has to know a real that a real battle rather than this uh twitter nonsense would not end well for him the world remains in the crazy axis following bernie jill and non-voters aiding and getting the circus peanut president elected yep darkest timeline uh cs augustus uh says i may do another comment but i had to stop and say this in the city of the college i went to the ka's uh, slash alumni would march in the yearly christmas parade with the historical rebel uniforms fake guns and rebel flags flowing what for christmas it is horrible also years ago they had a dog named nigger as their pet (gasps) a guy i knew got into a fight with them about it yep virulent racist and they don't really care so you can't be out here thinking it's just college and blackface and they just got no it's racist you just having to get caught coon man that's your that's your name homie it's your nickname bruh what are you talking about and the thing is when you white you can just like eject from that shit like i was racist and now i'm not so give yeah, it up right act like it's night and day yeah like <laughs> yeah that's back when i was racist but now i'm not i read roots Mm-mm. who you got offset of chris brown karen offset 73 percent of the audience agrees offset 27 percent says chris brown blue wave rider says stop letting whack ass people come to the cookout they're scaring away the real black folk y'all mess around had a cookout looking like sunken place newly reformed races will talk about how they will have voted for obama for a third time fuck out of here well you know what blue wave rider you are just uninvited from the cookout okay <laughs> your ass ain't gonna get to be there now because you talking too much noise <laughs> you are making the white people too you uncomfortable i don't appreciate this shit blue wave rider he over in the corner loud and mad yeah you gonna have michelle rodriguez crying and shit 
because you can't control your emotions good grief banging on the table over there playing spades ralph northam over here trying to do the moonwalk and you over here trying to read them for Phyllis. <laughs> alicia says both of them are trash but i had to vote it would be for offset because he from the a and i love cardi and chris brown is a known woman abuser karuchi tran i feel Alone. like i feel like if offset put his hands on cardi she would beat his ass <laughs> uh yeah that's also funny though because um alicia just like two months ago everybody was saying offset was the abusive one and who knows what he was doing to cardi behind closed doors and da 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 it's just funny how time flies on that now it's like listen cardi will whoop his motherfucking ass if he put his hands on her which is something that i really think cardi would knowing like seeing cardi on love and hip-hop there's nothing about cardi that makes me think um you're putting a finger on her without her whooping your motherfucking ass um or at least trying oh you gonna get the business yeah like rich dollars are scared of cardi like i just don't i just and that's what the camera's on i just can't see it but uh that being said you never know you know people have one image for outside and maybe it's different inside who knows but uh anyway all that being said uh yeah it's just funny how time flew on that um and how offset's the hero here but we people was like he's abusive and cheating is abuse and he did it in public and he embarrassed her and da 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 and now it's like no chris brown is abusive okay that nigga uh abuser with a capital a uh <laughs> tamika says only reason i'm going with chris is because once that crack kick in he'll start dancing and offset will get tired and go home oh lord i'm sure says chris is a whole lot of crazy haven't we learned not to underestimate him and ditto once the crack kicks in it's a wrap i never heard crackheads can fight i heard you can't catch them i heard they can run away fast but maybe they good in a fight too i don't know maybe i don't know offset yells in offset uh offset uh rape it raps raps in drake shout out to all my boss bitches wife and niggas you about to get body by a singing nigga that's too many chris brown jokes that can be made so i'm gonna just say chris got it all right it's funny he didn't win the poll maybe it's just about likability and people weren't being real i don't know i do feel like chris brown might fold up offset if we being real you know i know it's not good to to say that you know he would win because people don't like him but just looking at the punch card man i don't know feel like chris brown got got reach on offset got weight um you know he's much he's in very good shape to be able to dance like that he's been hitting people for years i don't know no i don't know uh we had episode 1840 homeless hotel hogwarts um shaniqua c says throw the whole virginia away i live in virginia every day i find myself watching the news like brenda from scary movie i hope it all gets resolved soon but in the meantime i'm gonna keep enjoying y'all recap the bold and the blackface <laughs> felix says i was so excited <laughs> i was so excited for fairfax to get in there bro i can't believe how quickly he tanked this just fire all of them good grief yeah he had rapes from way back too so like it wasn't even like like i just didn't even feel like we can even celebrate him being like i'm not standing for robert e lee now because it's like damn you was a whole rapist homie right uh, allegedly obviously allegedly um chris chris uh classic r&b lover says hey dear rod and karen you need to you need to stop slandering dr umar how can you question the legitimacy of his quest to educate the future hoteps of america at the expense of the black woman just because his school looks like a bombed out shelter that he doesn't have the keys for rod i bid knew you was a savage when you did that kit kat mess but today queen karen revealed she is likely the white man's bed wench 
because her laughter at this black king and his efforts were painful <laughs> dr umar is going dr umar is foregoing gofundme paypal etc because those are industries run by the white devils unlike the banks that the checks and the money orders will be made on right, right, right. he's trying to maximize your black dollars so put some respect on his name and stop doing the white man's work by fighting him dr umar got his alkaloids correct and i suggest you negroes get your alkaloids in line too <laughs> don't you ever question his efforts again so says a person who wouldn't even give him a penny to put in the gun machine as i stood there and watched <laughs> i hear you classic rb lover maybe we was looking at this backwards i mean maybe he he got it figured out you know he he's gonna take everybody on a tour of his different buildings the marcus building and the garvey building and uh why they doing yoga take us by the truth barry because he won't be having a library because that, that's filled with the white man's lies Mm-mm. he gonna have a truth barry can't take him home okay it's gonna tell nothing but the black righteous truth uh kz cologne says yo that video by umar was outrageous let's talk about how he almost hit his head on the exit sign he might be a smooth 510 you don't you didn't take the goddamn trash out you couldn't move the spare chairs out the frame uh well listen it's only so much time before the police show up and try to trespass you can't just had a smooth 15 minutes yeah get up out of there you couldn't you couldn't move the spare chairs out of the frame with the iphone 6 uh you couldn't <laughs> you give him a lot of credit to iphone 6 i think that had hd and hey, you you look kind of ashy to me i don't know what y'all think why is it just this school just a school for boys but the first images were of young girls i did not understand that and then it's like girl women gonna be here doing yoga the sisters gonna be doing and that's yoga. the only time you're gonna see them i understand this they won't be able to be educated on campus and learn anything Mm-mm. we're gonna put orisha shrines up not that we gonna want any little girls to look up to them it's gonna be nothing but boys wasn't this the same man that said that girls were forced to wear their natural hair at his school back in 2016 where did the money go you you're, oh back a, back to the people because gofundme said you can't put this money in the whole pattern that's the thing for me that's so scary is that there were people who gave money who expected to get a school like a finished school they weren't promised we're gonna buy a building and then we'll need some more money they were Correct. promised a, a school it's like i don't know how people don't see through this shit you know he bought the building on discount using the devil's government stipends i need to see the deed on that i'm not sure he bought the building <laughs> this is why hotels won't prosper my god yeah i'm gonna need to see the i'm gonna need to see the receipts before i say he even bought it eve says those grown-ass men sliding into little miss flint's dms know exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. some will feign innocence but there's no reason for a grown-ass man to address little girls they know exactly how old she is too it's just weird and gross men are trash yeah there was no excuse for any of those guys and i don't care if it was just hey beautiful or hey how you doing she's a little girl you you're weird and a creep speaking of trash umar johnson knows good and goddamn well that school is never happening you would probably be better off building that school from scratch than trying to bring that disaster up the code that looks like a school in an abandoned town where kids go to throw raves at night i bet that property is owned by the bank and he had to borrow the key from his friend who works at said bank to get in and film that video mm-hmm, or the janitor i just know he ain't closed none of them doors and that mm-hmm. that that reeked of i don't have a key to get in and out yeah that door shut nigga we we locked in here out of here any fool who res- who donates to this school deserves to be kind well that's the other side of it ain't it correct uh the poll was an easy one uh do you think dr umar really bought that school yes or no no karen 97 percent of the audience is with you and says no Mm-mm. ain't nothing in his name ain't no loan been made nothing i want to know who the three percent of y'all to say yes are 
did y'all send him a check who are y'all <laughs> i know we cross over some audience with everybody but man i did not think oh man wow i mean did he hear about this poll i don't understand <laughs> he voted and then the cameraman voted uh tamika says bet all the copper piping in is missing out of that place now you know what it is and he took it and sold it i'm sure they says um maybe at least but i but ball i don't know about that one ct says he did buy the school but that wasn't said what wasn't said was he bought it in a floor closure because it was about to be condemned by the government so it cost him 45k after taxes but then he needed to go on vacation for a few months so to the tropics take his alabaster queen to jamaica to introduce her to the motherland and met some white queens in the land of blacks that nigga is ridiculous i hate him is this true or did you make all that up i don't know he got a white queen that can't uh, you know i was gonna say that can't be true but i don't know i don't know what these niggas like we had that dude uh boyce Watkins uh talking shit about kamala harris for marrying a white man and then someone brought up that his daughter is married to a white man and i'm like boyce what are you doing is your wife is your daughter a bed winch too or right. who knows you niggas uh dad says one word asbestos asbestos <laughs> you know it <sighs> sick Mm-mm-mm. blackface mail was uh the episode after that 1841 we had two comments on it um and they were uh miko mh says or mako mh says uh i just realized that you guys do the worst slash best puns when someone has died we're all terrible keep them coming please yeah they are pretty bad yep that's why i tell people stop acting like this is safe space and shit because you could easily make the argument that it's fucked up that we laughing at that shit (laughs) yes i'll never forget eve says cardi's win just highlighted how the internet has magnified mob behaviors Mm things people would never say to someone's face they feel comfortable typing anonymously and think there are no consequences that intern who posted about nikki lost her job and got doxxed by the barbs and for nothing more than a quick laugh from a bunch of people who don't give a shit about her right the way troll yeah and that's the other thing dog i don't even mean this in a mean way but even the motherfuckers that act like they care after the fact don't really care no they don't like the oh it's just a shame that y'all did this they just don't like nikki because they have participated in doxing the other motherfuckers that they don't like you know like when the white people like you know south park susan does some shit it's like hey dox this bitch make her lose her job what she stay everybody likes the gun when it's in their hand nobody thinks it's fun when the rabbit got the gun though Mm-mm. um the way trolls go after celebrities online is the very reason i don't stay on the internet that much it's crazy how people care so much about the opinions of strangers yeah it's a lot man i like i said i had to cut back on my shit too because it was i i know i was coming engrossed in that world and i was starting to get people more room in my life and in my brain than they deserved uh will northam be a better ally now or should he still resign resign now nigga or stay and be a better ally karen stay and be a better ally 56 percent of my audience agree with you Mm, that is a close one 44 percent thinks he should resign anyway alicia says regarding the northern blackface tour <laughs> is that what we call it they gonna have him dabbing it's gonna be a bunch of hotels in the audience telling him how our kids need to be educated on the various hotel sciences yes that agronomics and my crackhead auntie that always finds her way to the mic every family reunion will be there giving a 45 minute testimony ending with a gospel song that yes she, that she just made up 
come on speaking of crackhead testimonies have y'all seen that video where the lady was giving a testimony in church talking about all the penises and balls she was sucking and the pastor snatched the mic before she could say anything else hilarious i have not seen that that sounds hilarious send it to me <laughs> irredeemable thank you next says das so he's ready to move on i feel you um and lastly it was 1842 a gut full of sadiq or should we say sadiq um <laughs> uh we had uh, uh four comments no comments on the poll fireworks says my favorite recap is back i'm still rocking with y'all i don't care what the nielsen numbers say happy the walking dead is back i got a few questions and comments though the mid-season break had no time jump but we come back and see things happen and no explanation or maybe i just forgot over the holiday period one when did alden start chopping enid's cakes oh yeah they brought that up last episode that's the reason that um henry is in um in jail remember he got Mm -hmm. drunk after seeing that uh they kissed yep uh two where is maggie and glenn's child did she take him with her yeah maggie, yes. maggie took the baby with her over yeah. over to the uh 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 fake uh hillary clinton mm-hmm. island yep uh herschel went with her Hersh- uh three i love the scenes between negan and judith my favorite scene was here was her warning him about cussing that then calling him an asshole i agree with karen negan needed to see the aftermath of the war for himself he needed a breath of fresh air from that jail cell judith knew he was coming back four no name chick made a strong point places communities four walls don't last just look at all the places we've had been from atlanta to alexandria even in recent seasons sanctuary gone junkyard gone i also feel the sally jesse lady might be the leader of the whispers unless they scrap that storyline or i'm missing something i'm out fireworks i don't think that i don't yeah, think, I don't think the same so part. i think that's a completely different community yep uh and then the uh thing i will say though uh you say four walls don't last but hilltop and alexandria weathered the storm right mm-hmm. kingdom did i mean maybe we maybe things are changing uh just it's just not every place anonymous says my favorite recap is oh wait okay this is so he accidentally left two comments and one was anonymous all right eve says i'm so confused i thought rosita was with gabriel there was no hint whatsoever that sadiq and her were together until that scene when she figured out she was pregnant i feel like the handsome savior's days are numbered if he's out there with eugene because apparently eugene still ain't shit well he's not out there with eugene he's out there with the the music teacher dude mm-hmm. whose name luke. luke yes who's out there with luke um so he i don't know now i don't know they said uh magna said luke is a survivor so i will see what that means last time he was talking about surviving and saving instruments and music gonna save us in the holocaust so nigga i don't know i mean apocalypse so i say holocaust anyway and then the last thing was um 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 you brought up uh oh rosita was sadiq i mean that's the thing i don't think they you gotta remember six years passed Mm mm-hmm so i don't think rosita just started getting with gabe and gabriel gabe was kind of acting like it was new you know yeah, like it didn't, shit was brand new yeah i mean shit last time we seen gabe he fucked jaded so i don't think a hot piece of ace like sadiq uh is sitting around on the shelf and nobody coming to tap that and i think rosita seen the same thing the rest of us seen with our human eyes and was like i'm gonna go ahead and knock this off and then things got serious with her and gabe and she you know later and then right. she, she decided yeah. probably to stop yeah. with him not realizing that she was pregnant it, at the time yeah it didn't sound like it was cheating or anything mm-hmm. uh just sound like you know in the z you know you gotta get the dick where the dick is good classic r&b lover says hello rod and karen 
i enjoyed the walking dead recap hearing you drink your wine and eat your brie i thought i'd suggest the following all right all right sound like some work for us let's see if if there's a bakery near you where you can get fresh sourdough bread try toasting the bread light and spreading the brie on it if you like that get an heirloom tomato and slice it on top of the brie on your toasted sourdough also there are many different kinds of brie some extra creamy some more intense yeah we got the intense imported kind Mm -hmm. it was all right i'm not gonna lie i I thought it was a little too uh i'm gonna say tough tough it was tough to spread yeah it was very solid feeling you know but that's the point of trying it you Mm -hmm. know you want to try something different um if you get some that's basically imported from france in case the one you had wasn't it was you're in for even more of a treat well it was imported and it was tough okay not my favorite not my favorite breed for me and i was with you guys uh should they kill the girl hostage from the whispers yes or no karen no all right 60 percent of the audience says no they shouldn't kill her 41 percent say kill her ass right now uh but yeah i i'm oh man i think i'm on team don't kill her right and the thing is you bob a good point uh and if she dies it definitely can't be at the hand of daryl yeah i just also feel like it could be a um this could be a chance for them to learn more about that group and also if some of their people get taken maybe you can do a hostage negotiation type Mm -hmm. of thing she kept bringing up her mom being like in the group we know the leader of the group um uh i think it was the the zombie with the shotgun mm-hmm. um so you know maybe that's her mom if so maybe you got some leverage i don't know um but yeah i wouldn't just i, I would i mean plus you you do cross that line where you don't want to be quote unquote one of them so where our group is as bad as them i think we've been there already before where it's like we kill anybody um and i'm kind of tired of that to Correct. be honest I know a lot of people will tell you they will like that shit i actually don't like the the uh ocean side approach to shit where they just kill anybody looking at them and shit i don't like that all right we got some voicemails uh we'll see i think one of them's a junk voicemail so we'll see what we got here mm-hmm. like spam yeah seven oh f- oh wait here's about to play hi i'm karen i'm um i'm calling uh well let me just install this is a little blurb. I've been watching. I've been listening to the podcast um, on and off for the past, uh, say, four years now. Um, it really helps me get to my job. Like I had a lot of jobs, but it's just doing it on the computer and just processing it. Um, but I'm just calling just to. I'm kind of late. This is after the review show, but this is uh, from a conversation about the gig industry. Um, I do have a office job, but just to make some extra money, I can do both DoorDash and Instacart on the side, and you know I can you know attest personally that um, there was a time period where my earnings like dipped a lot. Like if I was to work maybe twenty twenty five hours a week, I could make three hundred four hundred dollars, and then all of a sudden around summertime they had this new I can't say summertime around uh, late autumn. They had this new earnings system, and my earnings for the same amount of hours became much lower from like $300 to like $180, $200. Mm. And then every now and then, if I got a tip, maybe an extra $20, $25. And um, it looks like a lot, of, like I'm, I'm calling from Canada, so the structure is a little different here in terms of pay. But I know the um, 
soccer team participate. They did rally and um, have a change uh, petition and everything. And they happened to actually win. Like just just recently, they finally um, changed the earning structure where you can actually make the money that you were supposed to make and actually get the tips without any um, extra deduction. Because at the point in time, like I would be doing a 30 item batch, which is pretty a pretty big order uh she got cut off and she didn't leave another message i don't think but uh yeah i mean that's what we talked about that basically she was bringing up i don't know if y'all can hear her as well Mm -hmm. but she was bringing up that she's she's done doordash and stuff Mm -hmm. um as a side gig and they changed the earning structures and she went from earning like 300 dollars in a week to 180 right and i mean that three we're talking about you know for some people man that's rent you know because wage wages have stagnated price rent has gone sky high on folks everything going up but your base pay right and then you have to turn around and 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 deal with this and then you got you know them changing the earning structure to be like well actually not even that money right you can't even have that right so you are technically not paying me you if you promise me ten dollars an hour i need ten dollars an hour you can't be like well we're gonna take these tips and supplement your ten dollars but then i'm not making ten dollars an hour like we got a call on wednesday let's see what this is wide such as cigna blue cross okay that appears to be just a spam call just a spam uh all right the spam report that's what we're gonna call the show from now uh we have emails to get to let's see what we got here um we got a review from outside the united states from canada and it's best thing going today five stars by mike s7506 who says from the t dot big fan keep up the great work and one question why are you still living in a racist country like america it's a good question buddy i don't know uh i don't know because i'm from here i guess right uh i'm gonna change it from the inside like kamala harris um all right uh let's see we got any other review things no all right let's go to y'all's emails and see what else we got uh kiana says uh just a quick note uh hey y'all i haven't written in a while um let me smooth this over haven't written in a while in fact i'm severely behind on podcast work has been crazy but i noticed something tonight while i was listening there was a podcast where someone wrote in and asked if anyone had seen or heard from really dark night a few podcasts later he wrote in and said that he had been laying low because of losing his daughter this really stood out to me whether intentionally or not you guys are creating a community i've said it before and i'll say it again that's a gift my heart goes out to really dark night and i hope he is well or finding his way back to well love y'all much kiana thank you thank you baby yeah and saying to saying to him i see him on twitter sometimes and stuff but you know i can't imagine what he's going through Mm -mm. uh but i am glad we have the kind of place where people do you know kind of notice and check in on folks like that right uh jay writes in sending this email because i couldn't find anywhere to comment on episode 1840 homeless hotel hogwarts on the website maybe it's just my phone anyway it seemed to me Dr. Umar used a basic camera because if he shot that shit in HD, people would actually see the bullshit he's selling. Ah! Come on. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Nathan writes in, oh, a very long email about e-cigarettes. Because um, I think we made uh, a reference to or jokes about how e-cigarettes aren't really safe either. 
uh like one jewel pod contains 20 times as much nicotine and shit like that as a cigarette anyway uh this is too long you might just want to skip it totally understand i won't be offended didn't mean to get on the platform i'm sorry so first of all i'm gonna need to get my hands on some good wine i'm actually developing a wine palette now used to only be able to drink moscato and riesling i have a massive sweet tooth just fyi and not sweet wine in the past has been far too bitter for me um but i'm starting like to like other white wines still working on red wine not quite there yet i need to check out triangle wine co also first if you've been harassed by anyone in the e-cig slash vaping community over your questions about how addictive they are compared to analog cigarettes i truly apologize many of us can be a bit absurd about e-cigs i did want to say this though that's okay i realize this is the kind of well actually and will 100 percent take that l but e-cigs are not actually considered more addictive than addic- analog cigarettes because in short they are way less ingredients in e-cigs analog cigs actually have 599 ingredients added to them this is not c- counting what's breathed in when smoking one uh e-cigs and these for the link for the ingredients e-cigs on the other hand have somewhere between three and four ingredients propylene glycol vegetable glycerin nicotine and flavoring and those uh ingredients are actually optional now granted flavoring is a nebulous term but most quality most good quality flavorings are basically natural extracts which can be maybe three ingredients at most in them which at most means e-cigs have seven ingredients and then depend on the flavoring both the glycol and the glycerin are set food safe while it's true that glycol is found in antifreeze is also found in asthma inhalers and indeed considered safe for inhalation by the fda and the medical community and neither are addictive at all a lot of the chemicals used in e six flavoring in the early days are no longer used because commu- uh, because the community basically said we want more natural flavors so that's what happened nicotine itself is not actually as addictive as people think it's it is very addictive but cigarettes are actually far more so because of the other chemicals added to them for what it's worth in the uk e-cigs are medical devices and smokers are encouraged to switch public health england considers e-cigs to be 95 percent safer than smoking um oh yeah it might be safer than smoking i don't know it's just i don't know like i said i'm not a doctor on this shit but i do read i do watch the truth ads that come on adult swim and they be like don't do this shit either and the royal Co- college of physicians say that e-cigs might even prevent all the harms caused by smoking personally i gave up both cigarettes and later nicotine itself using e-cigs i don't even use e-cigs really anymore i mean <clears throat> not for nicotine anyway hashtag legalize it that's not to say e-cigs are safe or healthy if you don't smoke you really shouldn't vape but the tech is too new for any really in-depth long-term studies so who knows what horrible shit they'll find in 10 years yeah see that's the thing for me that mm-hmm. like I, I feel your point you're making and it's very nuanced and it's important but man they said all this shit about cigarettes yeah people you they used to tell people cigarettes are fucking safe they used to say it made you healthier right like they'll lie to you and i don't think e-cigs are any different i mean some of this shit is by the same companies and all that shit so 
i just don't trust them motherfuckers and i do expect us in 10 years to be like these things was even worse than people promoted them to be because the people selling you never gonna tell you how fucked up they can be the government had to make them put warning labels on the shit in the united states because they weren't gonna ever tell us like the government had to be like you need to tell people and by then it's too late because if i'm addicted to your shit i can't stop and the fact that something can be that addictive that you can put a label on it and be like hey this shit's gonna kill you and people still can't quit that's scary to me so to then even say like nicotine is still in this other shit that might be enough that i can't quit so i'll never start uh and i don't know what the hell jewel is doing and why they have so much trouble with kids using this shit that's not okay uh yeah that's the thing they promote these flavors and shit that appeal to kids correct they they now found a way to kind of appeal to younger smokers and get them addicted earlier right because we also have a generation now not tell me funny who don't smoke cigarettes so there was like this is a kind of not tell me funny for a lot of from a business perspective this is an alternative to get you on it and they've done studies that say a lot of people that start these e-cigarettes eventually turn to cigarettes yep um and he goes on to say uh i don't uh but overall personally i'd rather be the world be full of e-cig users than smokers if for no other reason than it'll smell a hell of a lot better <laughs> anyways it, it does smell better i ain't not gonna lie i apologize i won't email again about this uh and that's a promise i just wanted to clear it up but i understand if you ignore it nah man we read it it's all good it's all good um let me go ahead and pause this all right let's get to the next email uh this is from charnel who says uh she ain't got a dance she make grammy moves in episode 1841 when you mention cardi b all of that is correct another angle people hate to admit is that even the most anti-respectability black people place respectability politics on cardi one way or another either they are fans and do gymnastic level stretches to make her art academic or they are haters that hate the fact that she is a woman that doesn't perform academically woke music wears what most people would call provocative clothing and doesn't speak english the white that white supremacy told us needs to needed to be respectable let's not forget those people who don't understand the diaspora deny her blackness but that could be a whole other email i've seen that before i hate those motherfuckers i saw a lot of people roasting her because how dare a former stripper win best album of the year and sell more records than queen lauren hill who by most people's standards would be considered unsavory similar to erica badu but gets a pass because she performs respectable woke art yeah i've seen it's so wild because i've seen it's i didn't think i would see it in you know so fast but a lot of people have turned on lauren hill not just because of the late the concert shit but like they just turned on her and they're like like her all of her, her art was always like trash and she right, just and a, a pick me and all this shit well that's not true that pick is back to the beginning of the uh the podcast where we talked about it how people have this revisionist history and y'all try to act like that shit now a bop wasn't a bop at the time and right. fucking everywhere also like upon further review of that album i don't think it's as distasteful as people try to make it now you know like i think uh her album was it has some moments where of course you're like oh man that's some respectability shit you just tried to put on people but the whole album's not like that Mm -hmm. it's like it's, it's essentially that that one song um that uh i think it was lost ones where she was talking that way uh, about advising men and women on how to deal with each other in relationships that was the one the rest of the album is kind of like her story you know her raising her kid that people told her to abort and 
how she grew up and what she thinks about love and shit like that and i think people are more upset by the fact that in that one song she would pose herself as someone to give advice about relationships while you know being involved with a married man while you know before making that album or whatever there's also the fact that many people including millennials themselves shit on millennials and millennial culture a lot of people are angry at her fans for supporting her and we're doing generational bashing i do wish that people would stop shitting on carter because it seems like she has to remove her twitter every other week i know yeah uh the other thing too though is um people start turning to these like quote-unquote hip-hop purists with the fucking like her album shouldn't have won it wasn't the best rap album like it's the grammys right when is the the, when is the best win like y'all niggas don't be mad every year like this on the macklemore front i'm not gonna lie i consider i'd be considered trash by most woke people because although it was a little corny thrift shop was my motherfucking jam uh you know what it was though because it was in every trailer i don't even listen to macklemore and i know that song just because it's i'm gonna have some time i got in my pocket it was everywhere like that shit was everywhere every fucking i swear it was like every goddamn movie trailer that summer was just you could hear that beat come on it didn't matter it was like coming soon black panther i'm gonna have some time <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> the third gear marshall movie i'm gonna pop some tags i got in my pocket um um <laughs> thrift shop was my motherfucking jam oh well he also had that didn't he make that um the joint was like the ceiling can't hold us is did he make that song because that joint was a bop too right and it was everywhere i put that on my list on spotify or title of my i have a playlist called niggas singing way too hard that was that that chorus is a hundred percent niggas singing way too hard (laughs) the ceiling can't hold us (laughs) ceiling can't hold us like okay calm down nice knock that down a few a few octaves while i think kendrick should have won that year i think that's more of a statement on the grammy nominations of society than on him i understand maybe not like his music and to some extent you could argue how problematic it was for him to shine in this traditionally black space again yeah it's not really a traditionally black space at the grammys well um i think that is something that is due to the systems we're in more than an individual person there are more harmful problematic white people that don't realize and weaponize their privilege to take up space on purpose that i think we should be pointing that conversation at now and she also says addendum i meant to mention that many including me before i realized how stupid that respectability shit is treated Nicki minaj the same way her uh she uh that she became uh uh oh the way the same way that she acts now that she became a veteran in her career uh, i think i dub i dub it's doubly upsetting that she treated a newcomer the same way she was treated that's a great point i appreciate the honesty there because i do feel like people have been revising their histories on this shit mm-hmm. like no it was people that that i still remember people being like oh she did, she just got a fake ass and she just uh they were joking her yeah she just raps about her pussy and all this shit and it was like when cardi did it it's revolutionary when nikki did it it was some bullshit like it's a lot of this shit is just about favorites musical opinions a lot of subjective uh like i just like this person so therefore everything they do is dope and correct you know people don't want to admit that shit for some reason because they think they're gonna lose like standing but like that's all of us we should all have that commonality we should all be able to share that um the macklemore thing for me man i just never really fucked with him like that so i was never like close enough to him to 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 be 
offended or not offended on people's behalf um i've never really had any interactions with him Mm-mm. i understand that there are people that you know don't like him or feel like it's all performative or he's like not as good an ally as he tries to be but uh i would chalk that up to the limitations of being a, a white man like he probably a good example of a white man trying to do better but he's still a white man so he's not gonna get it right all the time and that's that is what it is you know he seemed like he trying i i, I remember on the show man i didn't have a problem with him sending that that message that text to kendrick Mm-mm. um you know and even with him publicizing the text because y'all were on his ass yeah people people forget about that yes <laughs> y'all Niggas was mad they try to act like they weren't in this dude's mentions before he said this like hey guys i know i shouldn't have won he got robbed i'm sorry and they're like oh so you're gonna send the text so you could get you should have threw the grammy back in the crowd i'm like niggas shut the fuck up you know what i mean he like what the fuck was he supposed to do pull his dick out like he 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 worked hard on his album as well he i'm sure he was happy to be honored and at the same time he probably felt horrible because he's the kind of white person that does understand that you know kendrick is better than him at this rap shit and his album meant more to the culture and the black people at the time you know and it's all finicky bullshit anyway because if kendrick would have won them same motherfuckers mad at macklemore would have found a way that kendrick shouldn't have won i guarantee i would bet Come money on. on it i would bet money on it they would have been like oh so y'all act like y'all like him but can't nobody understand i've seen people do the can we act like is it time where we can finally say the pimple butterfly wasn't good and shit i've seen y'all nigga ugh people what's wrong with him correct we got this one uh from o'neill who says rod and karen i love y'all so much everything that y'all do for me you guys make me love my blackness in a world where it's constantly questioned i'm biracial i live in new orleans where people mistake me for creole or white thank you for making me feel included hey glad you can listen glad you find a space your blackness is your blackness people kill me when they try to put a definition or defined what blackness is if you are black you consider yourself black that's your black experience period and can't nobody take it or steal it away from you cheryl says a gut full of sadiq hey guys welcome back and thank you for an awesome recap of the walking dead can't wait to hear you guys uh recap of this is us keep up the good work thank you that's him and yeah and i'll actually go back my bad on that last thing karen was talking about with blackness and shit there are some black people that really do get off on kicking motherfuckers out of blackness and telling you how like they are so much woker than you and better than you it's not us that's their brand like do do you do you know but um i try to make it and it's sometimes to our detriment but i try to make it a place where it's like motherfuckers is on different paths in their journey different parts of their journey and hopefully everybody can come and have a little bit of communal like laughs and shit and come together and listen to us and hang out and people form their camaraderie that way and some people you know they won't fuck with us they won't like what we do and that's fine too but yes, it is. you know and like i said it's come to bite us too there's been people where i'm like this person is a person that is i've only allowed around me because they're a black person and mm-hmm. i know that if they were not black i would be like stay the fuck away from me everything about you seems fucked up you know what i mean but uh but 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 because of what we do and because of the attitude i try to have and that we try to have it's you know it's like come hang out grab a cup of uh you know grab grab you a a drink and hang out with us you know what i mean so uh i understand that you know there's people that that come in and find like a home or a space or they or a place where they think we will be spending all day talking about like 
you know i don't know these these trap brunch niggas you know and all the shit that people do that i think is so performative and stupid yes i i actually won't trap brunch here right. i've been looking for it but well, it don't I, exist. I digress i hate that these motherfuckers made me want that oh. it don't even exist but it sounds so delicious anyway um the fact that the fact is though we try to make it so that it's not just about us shitting on uh every other kind of black person we aren't and and they can't be black you know uh like if you're not like destructive to the race or something i don't have a problem with you and hopefully we can all learn from each other and shit anyway plus there's just not enough empathy for black people in in america period come on and i I don't want to be a part of that problem like i understand you can't be friends with everybody and not everybody can be around you and in your space and like a lot of motherfuckers is like antithetical to the shit that i believe and that's why we wouldn't be able to kick it but in general I at least try to have some level of empathy and understanding for how they got there and where they're coming from. Correct. And at no time do I disqualify you from your blackness or yeah. strip away or take your blackness away from you. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you can be a straight up sellout coon and you still black. Yes, you are. Like, you're not, it's not like you become less black now. Like, you just black and you, and you whack that's uh, all that means and there are a lot of whack black people in the world i don't know why black people think that we got it all together we are a group of people just like any other group of people mary rice said feedback for medium talk 38 and 39 if it's not too late it's never too late Woo-hoo! mary says hey y'all just wanted to drop a line and say i really enjoyed the medium talk episodes the last two with feminist jones and lewis reed were really different from each other and as an interviewer your skills shone through and being able to adapt and get the most out of your guests thank mm-hmm. you I feel like all my last medium talks have been completely fucking. I don't know if any of them are the same. Because it really just depends on the guest and what they're talking about. Right. You know, and I, I've got to meet and talk to some really interesting people. And I actually have another one. Damn, you just reminded me. I have another one that I just haven't edited and put together that is about the fraternity sorority experience. Uh, and that was fun. And that is also completely different from these. So, <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. But I, but thank you for noticing and I appreciate you um i especially enjoy hearing that feminist jones was once queen hotep who knew keep up the good work and hope more are coming yeah that I, it's funny she i was like you could you was hotep with sister jones like that, like that's crazy because nobody would see that coming but i think like the allure of that stuff and also the uh prominence of that type of thinking has been understated now like oh that's one of the reasons that people understand how dangerous that shit is because a lot of us have seen it before you get on twitter and shit and you're like yo this is really bad and can go to some really bad places yes it is very intoxicating and the thing is a lot of people were fed a lot of hotep shit as a child but you didn't that's you wouldn't have called it that but technically that's what it was and then one day you was like hey this shit is problematic and lastly in the mail we have a post box you can find the address the blackouttips.com slash about and our mailing address is there we got something in the mail from detroit retiree sims um which was so dope um they actually sent us that lunchbox that we talked about on the show yes from um, detroit right yeah the shoebox lunch history in a box yes thank you baby yep beans and cornbread is the the box that we were sent 
um and you open it up and it's got george george wallace george c wallace segregation now segregation tomorrow segregation forever was one of the most vehement rallying cries for segregationists such as former alabama governor george c wallace um viola louisa 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 uh civil rights activist viola louisa helped to coordinate the selma montgomery marches in 1965 driving back from shuttling a fellow activists to the airport she was shot dead by members of the ku klux klan wow uh history's in, history in the box until 1965 jim crow laws made travel extremely difficult and dangerous for black people in the south they were refused service in the restaurants rest areas and on public transportation such as buses and trains in order to nourish black travelers in the south women prepared meals packed in old shoe boxes and they have no colors allowed restrooms white colored um these kind family members church attendees and business women made lunches that boiled egg from boiled eggs pound cake fruit sandwiches and almost always fried chicken freedom riders civil rights activists who challenged the non-enforcement of the u.s supreme court decision which ruled that segregated public buses were unconstitutional um and then on in the front all these facts katherine johnson was known as a human calculator for her precision with mathematics in 1961 as a nasa engineer she calculated how to safely land john glenn and his fellow apollo 18 i mean apollo 11 crew members in 2015 johnson was honored with the presidential medal of freedom uh satchel page after attracting record crowds as a negro league baseball star satchel page at 42 years of age made his major league debut in 1948 with the cleveland indians page won championships in both leagues um ruby bridges ruby bridges the first african-american student to desegregate all an all-white school in louisiana Mm. in 1960 bridges and her mother were escorted to a school by four federal marshals during the first year bridges attended william france elementary school fucking elementary school and i'm sup- mm-hmm. like i said and i'm supposed to care about your racist family members right yeah for all i know your granddaddy was telling her not to go in there the green book um martin luther king negro motorist book um on the other side they got james baldwin james baldwin was a prolific writer and political activist during the civil rights era his celebrated novels include go tell it on the mountain in 1953 as well as the fire next time which vividly describes the difficulties of black urban life oh my god it's so much mega evans mega mega evers mega evers was a world war ii veteran who was denied his right to vote in mississippi as a field secretary for the naacp in mississippi he worked to overturn segregation and enforce voting rights in 1963 he was assassinated by a member of the pro segregation group evers was buried with full military honors in allenton national cemetery and lastly bessie coleman since african americans and women had no flight school opportunities in the united states bessie colvin saved up money to go to france to become an international licensed pilot in 1921 after becoming a successful air show pilot colvin died while testing her new aircraft in 1926 never heard of her wow wow yep and it was a message in there and also there's a message in there guys uh dear ron and karen i listen to your show almost every day i enjoy it very much last week's show you mentioned the restaurant beans and cornbread and the shoebox lunch menu items you requested one so ask and you will receive of course we ate the food which is very good but i'm pretty sure you guys have nice southern cooking down there anyway we do you can customize what foods you want put in the shoebox when you order i selected the harlem burrito collard greens diced tomatoes black eyed peas and rice rolled in a grilled flour tortilla served with spanish harlem salsa that sounds flames 
make it go to back to detroit that was sweet potato fries and cornbread i did enclose a picture of the food hope you enjoy the box keep up the good work yours truly detroit retiree sims and uh this is a picture of the food oh so, thank you so much man our fans are so dope man that's so nice of you to send that yes, like you didn't have to that's do a that keepsake. thank you so much baby and i thank you so much thank you all you guys uh for listening we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m i guess will be mariano and allegra and uh we'll get back to our normal hijinks with the news and racism and 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 gangs and stuff so until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.